0: and welcome to gun lawyer say today i'll tell you what i I saw this sign that was in a doctor's office and i just related so much to this sign because what it said it said warning patients will be charged extra for annoying the doctor with self-diagnosis gotten off the internet and i said that is a beautiful thing it is a beautiful thing because it's absolutely relates to being a gun lawyer just as much. It is is absolutely what I'm experiencing. I'll just like have to hang that sign and modify it that you're going to be charged substantially more if you have tried to interpret the laws and are telling me what the laws are from the Internet. Okay? You don't do that. Look, my first question to the person... Who calls with this is? Why are you even calling me? Because you think you know it all. You're a know-it-all. You don't need to talk to me. Why are you calling me? You know, you're you're, you're, you're calling me to tell me what the law is. I'm like, that's amazing. That is really amazing. And then, and then these people. Oh my God, they are so deep into that river in egypt they are so far in denial that it is astounding so for example this guy calls me this week and he's uh well yeah i got arrested in new jersey with a firearm and i'm like okay what you know he's from another state okay that happens i get it people make mistakes No, no, you have to understand, you see, he researched on the internet how to do it. And he knows he was legal because he had his gun cased and unloaded, and he was in conformance with that federal law. And I'm thinking, well, so far so good. But what what happened was he went from a western state to Pennsylvania, and then while he's in Pennsylvania, he had to get some special part for his vehicle, that's located in New Jersey, and they, because it's a dealership that doesn't sell their stuff online because it's so specialized, he had to go to Jersey to pick it up. So he leaves from Pennsylvania to New Jersey to get the part, right? And when he goes to get it, he gets stopped in New Jersey, and guess what's in his vehicle? Well, the cased unloaded firearm. Well, you're no longer under federal law when you're doing that. Because your final destination was the western state to Pennsylvania, right? And once you're in Pennsylvania, your trip is completed. Now, it may be that you're intending to go home in a day or two, but when you leave from Pennsylvania into New Jersey, you've now started a new trip. And in order to be in compliance under federal law, you need to be under Title 18-926A, which says, yes, your gun needs to be unloaded and in a case and no ammo, and that's true, but also you have to be going. From one place where you legally can't possess the firearm to another place where you legally can't possess the firearm so that you're covered for your trip in between, and in New Jersey, you're not legal to possess that firearm. there's no exemption in Jersey you know called going to the parts dealer with your firearm, and oh no, man, no no, no, he said no the internet, I read it, I read it. if I do this, I do that. And they like, no, you can't do it. I mean, I can't travel around the country with an unloaded uh, firearm in my car. I go, no, this isn't Travels with Charlie by John Steinbeck, man. The laws have changed. You can't, oh, yeah, you're just trying to take me for a ride. This is what the guy says to me. He says I should just be able to call the prosecutor and get him to drop it. Just call him and tell him to drop it. Oh, yeah, that works every time. Hello, Mr. Prosecutor, Evan Knappen here. Uh, Drop this case. Sure, yes, sir. Thank you for the phone call. I'll do it right away. I mean, what are these people thinking? I can't even begin to tell you. I go, listen, man, you have a serious offense. This has to be handled with extreme care. If it's not handled right, you're not only going to become a convicted felon; you're going to you're going to state's prison. No joke. Mandatory minimum time in state's prison. Judge will have no discretion. Oh, you just scare me. Scaring you? I don't need to just scare you. This is for real. These are the people that I'm constantly fighting to save because they're facing these draconian things. I mean, I'm beating my head against the wall talking about it. Oh, no, no, no. I'm taking him for a ride. This is not true. He read on the Internet. He knows. Then why are you calling me? I mean, what do I know? I've only been practicing this for over 30 years. I've only written six books on this subject. I only teach it to other lawyers. But look, you read it on the Internet. That must be true, and I must just be full of garbage, right? That's it, right? Yeah, I mean, come on. And the problem is, it isn't just a one-off. I get these like it's like once a week. Somebody, you know, a woman called me up. She's, uh, uh, oh, yeah, I have my guns. They were seized in Jersey, but they're legal. I moved here from a, a southern state, and they were fine, and I know that I can bring my guns to Jersey if I bought them legally because they're grandfathered. I'm like, wait, you had a assault firearm? You had uh, under Jersey law? You had magazines over, over 10? Yeah, all that, right? And you believe that you could just bring them to Jersey and you're okay? Yeah, I read it on the internet. Of course, it's grandfathered, you know. I'm like, no, no, no. You're in for some serious problems. It doesn't, Jersey doesn't recognize that. There's no grandfathering of that. You can't bring something that's contraband from another state into New Jersey. Oh, that's not true. That's not true at all. <laughs> oh my God, not true. What? Why are you calling me then? You just want me to tell you what you want to hear. And not what the reality is, I guess. Is this how it works or or what? Because these the folks are all in for an incredible rude awakening. When reality, you know, you can ignore anything but reality. And this is what's going to happen. And then you know what? Then I get the later call. Oh, nine months to a year later. Guess who's calling me? the guy or the gal that read on the internet how legal their conduct was. And now they're down to, oh, pre-trial cutoff, where you're going to have to take the plea or go to trial. So all the opportunity for trying to save them has passed because of their stubborn denial that they're in. And, you know, they hired some discount attorney or whatever that, Has no clue about gun laws or sold them some bill of goods. And now they're at the end of the line. And the final, and now the choice is take a plea deal where you become a convicted felon and are going to do mandatory state prison time or go to trial where you're going to become a convicted felon and do three times the mandatory time in states prison. And they're faced with this sad, ridiculous choice, having sat on their rights, having having lost all the opportunity for all the pretrial things that my entire practice has focused on helping people to achieve, to get to the objectives, to get to the objective of no jail, no incarceration, and no felony conviction. And now they're like, Oh, you got to help me. I need, I should have listened. I I should. Well, yeah, you should have. And believe me, I, I wouldn't hold it against you. I'd love to help you. I really would. But now you're asking for me to have to undo the damage that may have been done by your prior counsel. Me trying to somehow revive lost opportunities, which may be too late. Absolutely too late. And now you're in a situation. And uh, you got there by way of this internet reliance and stubborn deniable denial. And, 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 and yet you were smart enough originally to call the person whose entire career, you know, my life dedicated to this subject. You're smart enough to give me that call, but dumb enough to not listen one bit to what I was trying to tell you and it's extremely uh sad and frustrating. I feel bad for the people. I feel bad because you know me getting to say I told you so doesn't help save them from being destroyed by New Jersey's gun laws having their hopes and dreams and family and career destroyed and doesn't stop them from becoming a victim of gun law and suffer the draconian consequences. I don't I don't feel good about that not one bit. It's 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 sad and it's it's frustrating. And it is mind-boggling how people can be that stubborn and obtuse when you're, when you're trying to help them understand what they're up against. Look, folks, you call an attorney, and you're calling them because you want their advice and, want, and respect them based on their reputation and who they are. Here's a, here's a little tip. Listen to them. Imagine that. Pay attention and listen to what they're saying. All right? Because if if, if you're just uh, of this attitude, this attitude where oh the attorney's just out to get me and blah blah blah, don't bother calling them then. Don't bother calling that attorney. Not worth it. Not worth it. You you you're ready or behind the eight ball, and you're you're all you're gonna do by doing that is is later on when your ignorance And uh, your blissful ignorance is evaporated by the reality of what the state is doing to you, then you're just going to feel really bad that you made that call and didn't listen. So, you know what? Don't even make the call. Fine. Because at least you won't feel bad that you could have saved yourself and didn't. This way, you just never even tried, so you won't feel as bad when they're jamming it to you under the gun laws. But if you're a smart person, and uh, you realize that this is a serious issue and that you need professional help and that you go to the people that know what they're doing, you know, that's why you go to folks that that work in the area. You go to that person that does this type of work, that knows all the nuances, that knows every twist and turn, every negative as well as positive and can prepare your case accordingly. That's what you want to do. It's what you need to do to save yourself and at least mitigate the effects of this horrible system, particularly in bad states like New Jersey that turn law-abiding citizens into what I call law-abiding criminals. And once you're victimized by that state, you need to do what you can to get out from under. And that's where you need the professionals that know what they're doing on that subject. So please, don't be that guy or gal. Oh, I read it on the internet, and I know, and you don't. Don't, don't be that person. You're going to end up hurting yourself. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to tell you how to bulletproof yourself for traveling. Because I've seen a pattern through all these cases and maybe I can help you to preempt you even becoming a victim of any outrageous state's gun laws. For over 30
1: years, Attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom an unrelenting gun rights spokesman, tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Napping on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Napping America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal, You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a lawyer. I am a
0: lawyer. Hey, I want to mention to you about a good friend of mine, Mitch Rosen. And Mitch Rosen makes holsters. And I love my Mitch Rosen holsters. You've heard me brag about them before. and I'm going to brag about them again. I am not being paid. It's not a paid ad. This is just my love of Mitch Rosen's holsters. I love my EDC carry rig. I really do. This is because my good friend Mitch Rosen made it, and I'm talking about his product because I believe in it. He didn't pay me to do this, nothing like that. If you carry a gun, you need to check out Mitch Rosen's Extraordinary Leather. It is extraordinary. There's no other rig that I'll, I want to carry. It, 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 it makes each holster to the gun so it holds the gun without even a keeper strap but you you know you can draw it you can put it back and it stays open yet it holds it almost like like magic uh when you get a holster as well from them make sure you get the belt too because the belt is very sturdy it's not like an ordinary belt that you might buy in a men's clothing store these are designed to be pistol belts and the rig of the belt with the holster makes a combo. And, man, it, it carries like a dream. It, it's just top-notch. I can't say enough good things about it. I love talking about it because it really means a lot to me, and you're my friends, and I want you to know about something that's this good and really works. So my personal recommendation is check out Mitch Rosen Gun Leather at MitchRosen.com. You won't be disappointed, and you'll see why myself and so many others rave about his product. Now... The other thing I want to mention to you is uh, you need to help keep our fellow gun owners from becoming law-abiding criminals. Now, I'm going to talk to you about this in terms of actual techniques in just a few minutes, but there's something very important that you all need to do, and that would be to listen to Gun Lawyer Radio, and I know you are now, and I appreciate it. But tell your friends to visit our website at gun.lawyer.com. You see, I have a .lawyer. It's like a .com, but it's .lawyer, and I have gun.lawyer. So it's www.gun.lawyer. What I'd really love for you to do is take a look at our inner circle on our website at gun.lawyer. Sign up for the inner circle. You're going to get the inside from me. I'll be giving you tricks and tips and insights. Sign up. It's fun. It's free. Go to gun.lawyer and join our inner circle. Remember, this helps me communicate with you to touch base, to let you know what's going on, because big tech... They don't care about our rights. They actually kind of hate us, and they're trying to shut us down and make it so we can't talk about these important things and our Second Amendment rights. The inner circle is a way they can keep in contact with you despite their efforts. We have big issues coming up, and we're dealing with some of them now. You know, we've got executive orders that are coming, I'm sure, any day, all kinds of nasty things. You're going to need to know how to protect yourself. I'm going to lay out the loopholes that are there. For you i'm going to fill you in on all that you're going to want to know please subscribe to the podcast join my inner circle help get the word out tell friends i'm depending on you to do that and one of the things as an advantage of being a gun lawyer listener is you get to hear about ways you can protect yourself as a gun owner and tips and tricks so you don't make the mistakes that others have made and what i'd like to talk about right now is that very thing you see one of the things i've noticed in the practice of gun law is there is a pattern a pattern of a a pattern of events that leads to individuals getting in trouble now it's true we care about the laws a lot and you need to know what laws you need to be in to be legal like title 18-926A for interstate transport or exemptions that might be there or having a proper license and all these things and that's good to know all that and it's important to be within the law for sure but what's even better is not getting involved with the law in the first place Not having your gun become an issue at all. That's the best of all worlds. So you don't have to try to defend yourself in court. You don't have to defend yourself to the officer and show and try to demonstrate to the officer who doesn't know gun law why you are in fact legal under the gun laws. The best thing you can do is avoid even getting into that situation. And instead, what has happened is most of my clients, I mean, how did they end up in trouble? Because if you can answer the question of how do you end up in trouble, then you know how to better avoid getting in trouble. So how do my clients end up getting in trouble? What happens? What do they do? Well, when it comes to transporting your firearm, particularly if you're transporting it in a car. The number one thing you want to do is you want to make sure that everything about your car is legal. So, if your car has tinted windows, for example, and you're going in an area where they have bans on tinted windows, then you're providing a basis to be stopped and for the search to somehow a search to somehow ensue or questions asked about firearms or weapons, and the next thing you know you're facing a gun charge. I've had many charges come about because clients had tinted windows where they shouldn't have had tinted windows. Remember the police are trained for these minor offenses to enforce them because they are the foot in the door to checking you out. And if you give the excuse to them to be able to pull you over, stop you, and then engage with you, you're now elevating your risk of becoming the next victim of a gun law. So, make sure your car is compliant. Make sure your inspection sticker is up to date. Boy, I've had so many cases where it was an expired inspection, and that gives the right to pull you over. Once the pullover takes place, somehow the gun is found, and now you're facing gun charges for the mere reason that you didn't have a up to date inspection sticker. Don't have dashboard obstructions. You know, you want to hang those things from your mirrors? Well, guess what? There's laws on obstructing your windshield, obstructions from dashboard. You're giving an excuse to be pulled over. I've had cases based on that. You live in a state or traveling through a state that mandates a safety belt be worn? Oh, well. You don't wear it. Guess what? You now are saying, please, oh, here's an excuse to pull me over. Go right ahead. And now you can end up a victim. These are important things to do. Make sure your headlights are working, your taillights are working, your blinkers are working because a failure of any of those equipments to not work and they can hit you with equipment violation and pull you over for it and now again you must engage. You break the traffic laws, you speed, you do dumb things, whatever. I know it's just traffic stuff, but it doesn't matter. If you break that, now they can pull you. And guess what? Now you're starting down that path. I've had plenty of cases. I had one guy, one case he was just trailering and his uh, motorcycle to go to an event. And it was late at night and he got lost and he just did a turnaround in this one area and police pulled him over. Why are you doing it? Well, you know what? Here's a real simple thing. Know where you're going. If you get lost and you start acting like a lost little puppy and you're doing all kinds of things on the road that aren't normal, you're getting pulled over. And, yeah, he didn't know he couldn't have his gun in his car, but he sure found out this is the thing. You have to be conscientious of not making yourself even a target of being pulled over, stopped, and then the inquiries begin. We don't want to have to use the gun laws to protect you. We'd rather see you never have the problem in the first place. So you got to think this way. So before your trip, make sure your registration is up to date. Make sure your insurance is up to date. Because you get stopped even for minor traffic and you don't have the proper paperwork. Then you might even get arrested. Your car might get impounded. And now an inventory search reveals something in your car that you didn't realize was a problem. Boom. You've got to realize how many hundreds and thousands of people end up in very serious trouble All based on an initial stop for some minor traffic matter and you need to be smart you need to not be lazy you need to be on top of your game so that you do not become a victim you do not put yourself in a situation to have to even engage with law enforcement. Now, I know none of you want to intentionally break the law, but especially if you're going into foreign jurisdictions and states where you may or may not know the laws there, now you're particularly vulnerable and you give any excuse to be pulled over and you can have a problem. Look, even I remember personally, I was driving and picking up my son at Boy Scout camp and I drove back through some backwoods areas. And this was at a time when we had a family van. And the family van, the minivan of the day, had this new thing in it. I mean, I know it sounds funny today, but a new thing in it. It had a TV that pulled down in the back so the kids could watch TV. It was actually a Warner Brothers edition minivan for the little kids, right? Right and it had this built-in tv which was really amazing and cool and it was something uh very proved really great because you could drive long trips which we were doing and everyone could be entertained and you know some we take for granted today with smartphones and all that you can just watch what you want but back then this was the thing and so i'm driving and we're it's nighttime and i'm going through this area, and I get pulled over, and my son's in his scout uniform and everything, and the other, and my other, uh, little son and daughter in the car, and pulled over, and officer stops me, and he says, uh, and, and, and he says, well, you were going, um, you know, five miles over, I'm like, five miles, it was like a 25, I was doing 30, I was in this back road, I'm like, I, there wasn't even a speed sign, but. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. But you know what? I Really, what he kept doing was he kept looking at the TV. This guy had never seen a TV in a van before. And that must have been what caught his eye. I'm like, oh, I just picked up my son's scout camp. We're trying to get back to the main highway. We're on the thing. He's like, all right, all right. Well, so he says, no problem. Just let me go with a warning. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, you know what? Do you want to pull me over for doing five miles over? I'll tell you what. So I'm doing like 20 just to get out of there a little lower you know maybe 18 i'm like let me get out of this place so i get on a highway out of this uh Bo punk town right so i'm going real about five miles down where i'm thinking about i get pulled over again by another local yokel from another time and he's looking at the tv looking at everything i go officer what 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 can i help you Why, you know why would you pull me he goes uh Oh, 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 you were going too slow. I go, too slow? You're going too slow. It's 25. I go, oh, my God. And that was it. So let me, I'm like, oh, my God. In this, in a span of 10 minutes, I got pulled over for going too fast and for going too slow. But why did I really get pulled over? Because they'd uh, never seen a TV in a van before at that point. That's really why. And they were just curious. But it happens. So you got to think about these things. I mean, I didn't have any issues or anything that went further, but you know, you got to really be cautious and think, not to get pulled over, not to to be anything stand out. If particularly if you like to transport your firearms, even though you're doing it lawfully, you don't want to end up in a situation where you now might have it escalate, and it escalates on law-abiding people so that these laws are almost like a lottery as to whether you fall inside or outside them because they're so quirky and weird and so varied throughout the jurisdictions and you might be under a misimpression as to how that law even works as this guy who called me t- today was you know or actually 2 days ago was this is the problem and 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 if you train yourself to think in this better mode of protecting yourself, of not giving a reason to even be stopped or pulled over, then you're being very smart. And and if you don't think in these terms, you can end up uh, being victimized by the laws very easily. And I've seen it over and over and over again. So think about bulletproofing yourself in your means of travel. Then make sure that you're within the law. Make sure your guns are being transported properly under the law, whatever this jurisdiction's law may be. Make sure that firearm is absolutely unloaded if it needs to be unloaded. Double-check it before you have put it away or put it in the case. Make sure the case is closed. Make sure you've covered up the gun case. Covered it up or put it in your trunk. Let me tell you, there's case law in the New Jersey district, okay, that says plain view of a gun case is probable cause for a search. Think about that, folks. Your gun is in a gun case, unloaded okay in a gun case and if there's if the officer can see the gun case you've now given them the excuse to search because our ridiculous courts have said plain view of a gun case is probable cause for the search and then when the gun is discovered even though you were within the law it doesn't matter because the law that makes it legal for you is a is a defense in new jersey which means you can still be charged with the possession and then you have to prove that you were within an exemption that's right in new jersey you are guilty until proven innocent when it comes to guns guilty until proven innocent because the burden shifts to the defendant as a defense to show they were within an exemption so all it takes is that gun being discovered and you get charged and now you get to enjoy a ride through the new jersey criminal justice system but if you would avoid being pulled over in the first place and have been smart about it you'd never have that wonderful experience so think about it take it to heart i'm talking from years of experience and seeing how these cases came about and i don't want to see you ever become a victim of the gun laws this is evan knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals they protect criminals from honest citizens